This is URN Sport. University Radio Nottingham, that's a good station as well, URN. Let them do a go well to finish, please. Can you stop editing the go well, please, at the end of their show? Cheers. Go well. Keep it URN. Keep it URN. Keep it URN. This. This. Is URN. Hello and welcome to the Sticky Wicket 100 Review, the only cricket podcast that is reviewing a tournament two seasons into its run. I'm joined, as ever, by the corporate shill that is Toby, Toby Reynolds. Toby, how are you, mate? I'm good, thank you. I'm excited to talk about the uh, the best league in the world, you know, I mean, there's, there's no debate really about that. You're on the wrong show. This is, this isn't this isn't the NFL show. This isn't EFL at URN. This isn't... Touchdown! What are you on about? Wow. <laughs> um, we're also joined by the dissenting voice. Yes, the only man that hates the hundred more than. But I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really interesting. A really balanced show today because we've got absolute corporate love for it. And Luke Green, who absolutely hates the hundred. Luke, how are you today? Filled with rage and anger. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll make some up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm going to do to balance it out is we're going to have to say one bad thing about the hundred for Toby. One nice thing from Luke Green. So bad we'll start with Toby first. This is a tough one. This is really tough to find a bad thing about it, you know? Oh. <laughs> I will say that it's had, like, I think NASA mentioned it at the final, that it has had sort of second season syndrome a little bit for the men's side of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's not quite lived up to the, maybe the hype from the first year. I think after that first season, it, I mean, the first year last year was really good I thought I think there was not much about the actual cricket about the tournament mm-hmm. that you could sort of dislike necessarily about oh there's plenty but yeah mm-hmm. obviously that you guys are going to come up with I stuff mean, about when, you, when you're not getting paid Toby um. <laughs> <laughs> lovely that's a lovely hint we have to balance in this for BBC balance um, we're, not, we're not on the BBC but we want to your own balance your own balance Toby how many years have you been paid by uh, the hundred or corporate uh, corporations that supply with the ECB <laughs> slash the hundred. Just just a year now. Just two well, years, is it? Well, two, two, two seasons. seasons. Two seasons. Yeah. Luke, how much money have you earned from the ECB? None. Exactly. So In, he's the real yeah. balance on this. Um, can you please say something nice about the hundred, please, Luke? Uh, what he's done for the women's game is quite good. Yeah, that's a fantastic place. It's quite, quite good. Quite good. Quite good. Quite quite good. good. Well, it's better than the Kia Super League mm. or the other one. Rachel, Rachel Hayo Flint Trophy yeah. and Charlotte Edwards that Trophy. One. Well, whilst we're being positive about the 100, we might as well get off to a nice thought. So always say something nice or don't say anything at all. Unfortunately, that's not going to be the whole podcast <laughs> because otherwise Luke wouldn't have a voice in this show. Let's say what it's done to the women's game. Toby, would you like to take it away? You all know all the facts and the figures, I hope. Or... <coughs> It's a nervous looking yeah. guy there. No, no. Um, yeah, I mean, it has been phenomenal. I think that is probably the best thing about the 100 mm-hmm. is what it's done for the women's game. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there any other sort of uh, adaptation to the game necessarily would have done the same thing. The way that, kind of by luck actually with COVID, the way that the sort of the teams all bubbled together and played at the same stadiums mm-hmm. and, and everything just worked so well. And I mean, you could have thrown millions into the Kia Super League and, and the Charlotte Edwards Trophy and um, Rachel Hero Flint Trophy. And I genuinely don't think that would have actually improved the women's game totally agree. at all, really, because it's not going to get the the, um, the sort of same crowds. I mean, I went to a Kia Super League game um, probably about five years ago now. Mm. They played they played one just before a, a T20 Blast game at Surrey, and it was absolutely empty. But it's a 
it's a tough one really because I think what it has overcrowded the summer but what it has done for the women for the women's summer it's not overcrowded at all it's just now the spectacle the main spectacle that will help develop and you've already seen what it's done for for the women's game and the youth with it I mean you've got players like Sophia Dunkley mm. um, Freya Kemp all these sort of oh, Alice Capsley is probably the biggest one actually mm. as well it's given them a name and now they're playing for England because they've proven themselves in such a big competition with such great overseas players I mean half of the Aussie team who've been unbeaten for four years are mm. all playing in it um, and it really has just been phenomenal I think it's been really good and you just named some of the players if we're quite honest could we have named female domestic players before the 100 I don't think we could have at a push and we're quite big cricket yeah. fans we're, we I, want to encourage other side maybe, maybe sort of a top 20 or so we could have done at a push mm. I would have said I would, I'm not going to profess that I'm a massive women's cricket fan that's not just because I've, there's so much cricket yeah. going on and also working which is actually a very valuable point if you're working over the summer it's quite hard to keep up with all the games mm. but yeah it's done absolute wonders and people like the No Balls podcast it, what he's done to Kate Cross and Alex Hartley Alex Hart- how did I forget that name um, their career has been absolutely superb and it's so good to have more female voices in the game the standard of cricket has certainly leaped up a level through the commentary as well I mean yeah. Tammy Beaumont Alex Hartley Kate Cross yeah. they've all been on yeah. um, on the main show and, and commentating on it and player mics and stuff like that and mm. Just because they, and I mean, Heather, I think Heather Knight's been on it all summer because she yeah. was injured. Yeah, um, superb, I thought. And yeah, and they were, and it just helped them not only develop their sort of commentary skills, but actually push the women's game a lot more because exactly. you get to hear yeah. the ideas behind it. And I mean, Tammy Beaumont was commentating. They, um, they sort of really struggled with a chase against someone. She was playing captain of the Welsh Fire, and they went really slowly throughout it. And then she came on the next day and started commentating on a different game yeah. and basically talked. You through how the chase should have gone, um, and it sort of gave a look into the mind of hmm. of a cricketer like that, yeah. which you wouldn't get otherwise. I don't think a male captain would have been that open, if Probably we're quite not. honest. Yeah, and I think we will go on to this the next thing. Uh, players like Izzy Wong, who has absolutely taken the world by storm, just do her absolute personality, her wackiness, whatever you want to say about it. You just absolutely fall in love with it. I think there's a sort of, I don't know how you feel about this, Luke, but there's a more not amateurish in a bad way. But it feels like they're doing it for the love of the game. Absolutely. It's not for money. And I don't want to say that as a bad thing, that they're playing like amateurs. They're doing it because they love it. And mm-hmm. that's what I enjoy watching. I really enjoy that. Luke, do you feel the same way? Or how do you feel about it? Well, they're obviously doing it for the money as well. Yes, <laughs> I admit, yeah, but it doesn't look like that. <laughs> no, well, to be fair, if, if you're watching something, you want to feel as though they're not just doing it for the money. Mm. I think so, with the women's game as well, it's probably the players who are coming through now... Um, before any sort of any of them sort of started playing cricket, they probably wouldn't have actually thought that you could play cricket viably domestically. Internationally, obviously, you could have mm. done, but that only really began in 2012 when England brought in some central contracts around then. Um, and then this sort of competition has probably just shown so many young girls mm. um, that there is a possible yeah. sort of way through and you can actually make a living rather than having to do part-time jobs through the winter and on the side and everything like that. Yeah, I totally agree. And what this has shown is that women's cricket can be popular and it can be something that can happen. And the IPL look so far behind compared to the Big Bash and the uh, 100. It says a lot about Indian cricket at the moment that they don't have a women's IPL. It says so much. And obviously we're not going to go into the debacle of man-canning. That's for a different episode. We're going to have to have a loose ends podcast, I think, because there's a lot of things we need to tie up. 
But yeah, I think that says a lot about them and a lot about what we're trying to do over here. I think we should be encouraging. I think we should try and get to a women's game. I think a sticky podcast does an away days to a women's game specifically support. I think everyone, if you can, do it. I think it's the best thing to do. Um, let's talk about the coverage. I think the coverage has been quite good from social media wise. Uh, Thank I wonder, you. I wonder who's been doing that. Toby, go on. What have you been doing all summer? Uh, yeah, finding clips, highlights, sending them over to for the who? guys for, for the hundreds. For the hundreds. For the hundreds. Okay. In case I didn't mention, I worked for the hundreds. Yeah. Did you know that, Luke Green? Uh, to be fair, I think this is, might be the first time I've ever heard it. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he worked at the hundred. I, I, I just never knew that. Mm-hmm. It was quite funny because when you moved in across the road from me, your Wi-Fi wasn't working. Yes. So I was boycotting the hundred as per. And then you have to knock on my door going, Tom, can I use your Wi-Fi because I want to watch the 100? <laughs> and you're having to do work and all that, which I found quite cute. I mean, I had quite a good day for, for a couple of hours. I went and just sat in the pizza hut. You did? Yeah, I went and sat in pizza from 11 until 4 and had a week-and-eat buffet of pizza. If the 100 was a pizza... No, this, <laughs> this isn't whistleblowers. Um, but it's very interesting that... It'd be a Hawaiian pizza. Yeah. Love yeah. it or hate it. Love it or hate bit it. Bit sweet, very... bit salty. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Weird analogy, <laughs> but I think Sky have done it very well. Mm-hmm. Luke, as a traditionalist, how have you found the actual viewing of it? If you look on the screen, do you like those sort of temple bar things? I mean, I've got a bit used to it, but yeah. at, at first glance, like last year, mm. I was like, "What is that? Mm. Like, why does it need to be displayed like that?" And surely people aren't stupid. Um, but as we've, as we know, in the UK, people are stupid. So. <laughs> Oh, he's a satirist now. I quite like it because it looks like a video game. Mm. And if it was a video game, there'd be players like Steve Smith there, which is one of the big problems with the hunting. I mean, he, what, he's he been in the draft and play, teams just haven't picked yeah. him. Yeah. They, don't, they don't think he's... The, I mean, as a T20 player, I personally don't rate him that much. But it's the name, isn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, there's been a few dropouts. Some injuries mainly, but like... Wasn't bad pretty much picked as well. Yeah, he went unpicked because he's... I most teams don't really want a player like that. When you're playing kind of your short format, you don't want someone to go and strike at 120 when you're needing at least 140, 150, 160 to win games. Isn't he world number one T20 batsman? It's not a T20 though, mate. We're playing. We're playing the hundreds. Oh my days! Yeah, I I still think that he's only well, he's only up there. He is a great player, but he's a very limited player. And it's the same with Steve Smith. And it's a bit like why. Um, players, I mean, Kane Williamson, similar. Mm-hmm. Joe Root, a little bit. Yeah. Um, Root, Root actually fitting quite nicely to the to the Trent Rockets. Why he did get game? But I reckon at other teams they might not have picked him. Yeah, I do know what you mean. It it doesn't feel like there's that cricketing glue that you need, say, for a T Twenty, mm. or certainly an ODI. Um, much more so with Test cricket. It feels a bit more smash and grab. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, you, you can't fall behind in the 100 Because yeah. the second you do You're kind of out of the game It's a bit more like basketball and, and it's, I don't enjoy that as much I sort of like how a game can ebb and flow And you need a smash and a grab But you also need someone like Rooty To come in and just yeah. knock it back But I think that's the thing is It is the skill of the players To work out when they need to knuckle down and, and sort of just dig in and, and have a little bit of grit mm. a bit like in the final actually it was quite a good example of it you had um, Malan scoring 19 from 19 having scored over 200 runs at a strike rate of 180 and smashing the ball left right centre but just scored a runnable, a runnable 19 which at the time looked very useful just because had to kind of stay within it I and mean, they're only chasing 120 or whatever that the originals put on and it, it took some brilliance from Gregory at the end to, to take Rockets over the line but they were just really struggling 
Yeah, I, d- I do see that point. It, it just, I don't know. I just don't. Uh, uh, we're going to go into a big debate. Was it needed? Did it have to be a change of the actual rules? Yeah. Is the game more about getting it on domestic cricket, oh, on domestic TV? Or, I don't know, did it need to be changed, Luke? What's your views on this? That we had to change overs, change names of overs. It's, it's just, it seems a little bit pointless to just do it for the sake of cricket. Yeah, I, I don't get why that they changed overs from six till to five balls. So like, it could fit into the word hundred. It feels like... It's just a branding. Right? Yeah, Toby, as a man of the sticky wickets, you know how I will text you a name of a quiz we're going to do? Yes. And then we've got to figure out how we get there. Has the hundred come up with? We'll call it the hundred. Yeah, but six doesn't go into a hundred. We'll change it to five. That does feel like the. Do you know what I mean? Quite possibly. I mean, I think at the beginning it it was a little bit unnecessary, maybe, but it has kind of worked out for the best because they are playing back to back men's versus women's. Mm. But for that first two weeks where there weren't any women's game, it did feel a bit odd. It felt very short. Mm. Um, it didn't actually feel like there was much going on necessarily mm. um, but the second the women's games played in front of it I thought it worked well but then they could have easily played like I don't know t- 10 overs from one end and 10 overs from the other and that would have the same speed yes, yes. so it could yes, have been an option oh, um, yeah. Luke you have to admit that whilst 100 is uh, not quite what w- you want or maybe what I want mm. the idea of bowling over from the same end is surely a good thing and I'd want that in place in all T20s from now on yeah it would shorten the game wouldn't it stop all the field changes and stuff yeah. um, I think that is a big problem I mean it's yeah, quite funny stop that slow over rate and stuff that the men's and women's 100 games could probably fit into an IPL match yeah I wouldn't be surprised if it's that far the off IPL if you play tracks. them back to back they just have strategic timeouts left right centre uh-huh. they have TV um, come up, yeah. It's just it's so long. And not, why I don't like the, this. Not, why I don't yeah. like the IPL, and also I hate their their governing system. Um, but that's for a different podcast. It does seem that they've changed it for a reason, and this isn't for us. This is for young kids. And then we've seen what's coming up with the Andrew Strauss reform. It feels like the hundred is now the centerpiece of the ECB's calendar, being played in August during the summer holidays, during the big money months. And test cricket is during school term, it, if and when people are working. Luke, how did that make you feel as a Lancashire Lightning fan? It it, it angered me a lot. <laughs> like how the blast, who which used to like before COVID, COVID happened, the blast was attracting record crowds mm. year year on year. Mm. So the hundred came at a bad time, and then the hundred pushed the blast to the fringes of the season like it did with the county championship and like it's done with the Royal London Monday Cup mm. basically they were I mean, always same, still same time, yeah, but to the side though anyway the Royal London Monday Cup's always been a bit of a weird one I always loved the final at Lords, but I do know what you mean the season was always played a bit it, it never had a fixed it, it used to be right at the beginning and it might be right at the beginning again and yeah. now the county championship I mean the county championship is a tough one because that's always been the neglected one yeah but it's, bit, it's the base Oh no, I agree. It's this. It's where we get our test squad from. But the point you make about T Twenty Blast having record crowds, I totally agree. You look at the London Derby at Middlesex and Surrey, always were sellouts. It was always mm. the games on, so I'm going to watch it. And you look at the Roses game, that was always a game. And 
if we're quite honest this year, the blast has really suffered. We, we yeah. can admit that, and Toby, you know, yeah. you won't be allowed to say that legally due to the contracts you've signed with the 100 big bosses, but we all saw the diminishing crowds. I went to Trent Bridge, now I absolutely love Trent Bridge, I love the Outlaws. The atmosphere was very poor, really poor, and I know yeah, there was the threat fair, of rain. Lancashire did smash them. Yes, Lancashire did the smashes, but the atmosphere, the crowd was sparse. It yeah. felt like what a one-day game would have been like when I was growing up. It's really worrying that we could see the T20 game, which I feel is more representative. Now, I know, obviously, franchise system will come into play and it gets it needs to start rolling. But for the people of Nottinghamshire, Trent Bridge has always been a sort of place. It always had really good crowds, always had a good feeling. Same with Gloucester um, when I've been. I've absolutely loved it. Same with Worcester when I've been. It just feels like that's been taken away, personally. I think the soul of County Cricket has been really hit by this. Um, and I know you could argue, Toby, that, well, it was always on fragile ground, but if it's on fragile ground, don't throw it through the ice, is, is the argument by putting more weight on it. Is there, I know you're going to say it needed to happen, but surely if we whacked T20 cricket on BBC, maybe shortened it down a bit, maybe a few less games, maybe... NFL it a bit so you're playing conferences and you have a few less games so it's easier to follow there's surely there's a way we could have saved the the blast instead of creating a whole new tournament and game but even then like we the way we talked about the women's game that would yeah. have got nowhere near as much of the attention yeah, yeah that's and fine. I think that's part of it and also you mentioned there it is about sort of trying to find a way to follow it but I so I I always used to watch the T20 blast games whenever they're on TV mm. or on Sky on whatever they might have been on mm. but I never was able to follow the, the blast it was always too convoluted and it always just felt like wait who's playing we're playing this game today oh yeah oh, okay yeah and i mean i'd go to surrey but i would have no clue where we'd be in the table i'd have a look before the game and i'd forget halfway through how we were doing um maybe that's just you being dips i think it might be <laughs> maybe but i just yeah. think the number of like to have 19 teams i get prem or 18 teams sorry mm. the, the premier league has 20, has 20 yeah. but the premier league also plays over 11 months of the year yeah, of course. you try and squeeze a twenty-team or eighteen-team tournament mm. into into a month or whatever. It's always going to be hard to follow. It's always going to be a struggle, and I think ev everyone did find that. And and you can kind of tell by. I mean, the crowds getting bigger. And I think that is part of it. Was actually going to a game, going to a blast game, was always really good fun. And I think it still kind of will be. I think it's mm. maybe ticket prices, cost of living. It's mm. and it has just been a bit of everything coming together, which yeah, hasn't helped the blast. Point. That's a very good point. Um, and I think 100 obviously hasn't helped at all. But we were so far behind the IPL, um, Australia, Caribbean, Bangladesh. The Sh Sri Lanka Premier League had had seven, um, had seven different league attempts and stuff like that. Obviously not seven, but they had the Sri Lanka Premier League, then the, the, the Lanka Premier League, and they had another one as well, which all just kept failing. Yeah. And it was like they had had three attempts at a sort of a franchise system before we'd even had one. And I mean, the IPL was the same, um, that 10 years ago, I mean, since England played the first T20 back in 2003, we've been behind the game in T20s. We've been behind the game in franchise system, behind the game in actually where the money is going to be and how you're actually going to keep cricket going and keep it alive. Yeah. But if you think about it, in the UK, franchises just don't exist, apart from cricket now. Like, nobody actually likes franchises. There's a reason why... Milton Keynes Dons is one of the hate, most hated teams in, in the country because they're a franchise team and the whole point is it's because it's not had a load of money just put into it it's grown from the ground up 
well, that that's just English sport or British sport. Mm. Yeah. I think I think the whole thing of the hundred coming in with a franchise, but we didn't really need a franchise. Mm. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's just wiped away whole tradition, and yeah. it's really wounded the counties as well. It does feel a little unnatural. And if you actually look, it, uh, there's a very good point. Franchises haven't worked in Welsh rugby at all, essentially. I know they don't call them franchises, they're regions, but we'll call them franchises. Which, do you think the ECB could have maybe attacked this differently, Toby? Or were they hamstrung by the amount of people and they can only please big audiences? Maybe. I mean, a lot of it is, it's a tough, whatever they were going to decide is always going to be tough because you can get, like, having an 18 team franchise system was never going to work. No. They had to small it down, make it smaller. Yeah. Um, size it down but it was and I think the way they did it probably is the best way I mean they they literally picked the six well seven biggest cities in the country and gave them and a gave franchise <laughs> but I mean London is five yeah, times yeah. bigger than the next biggest city yeah, London could have right. I mean and the Overland Lords always sell out they could have probably had a third if there was a third cricket stadium yeah. in theory they could have sold that out as well I reckon mm. I think if there was um, a relegation I, and that promotion, could be interesting like the county championship yeah that if that would have been used in the blast that's an interesting probably would have been better that could have been interesting and then just how the 100A or whatever it is or, yeah there's, there's no yeah. jeopardy is there it's like when yeah, the whole uh, European Super League came in people hated that because there was no jeopardy mm. that's a really good point that maybe they, if they bigged up and then you get less cricket yeah easy to follow and then no one's hurt but so how do you find the I mean probably a good way of comparison the NFL there's no relegation there's nothing there Obviously, and actually in theory coming last like teams mm. because of the draft system yeah. often throw games at the end of the season to try and make yeah. sure they come last and it is hilarious but I understand that you don't want to be like we want your team to throw games exactly yeah. I do see especially with the draft system that there mm. is it could have been possible but there isn't that steady flow of players I don't think it would have quite worked but that idea of relegation would have worked for say the top division because if we're quite honest Welsh Fire have been pointless yeah not really have. in the table <laughs> and it's really pointless yeah and I think it, it, I think it would help minor counties too if, if they were allowed to play mm. against first uh, A-list uh, yeah. counties and it would have really grown like places like Shropshire mm. they're probably they are probably as good as um, some of the really small counties. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, I wasn't going to name any names, Dom. Leicestershire. Can well, I continue? Uh, yeah. Northants. Yeah. Um, uh, let's actually talk about minor counties and representation. Toby is a big Surrey fan. So does Reba. So minor counties. Yeah, yeah. minor <laughs> counties. So basically you get to engulf Kent, is it? Kent? Essex? Yeah, we have Kent. So it's Overland Kent. Yeah. Oh, sorry, in Kent, sorry, that make a team up. Mm. Essex, Northampton and... Middlesex at Lords, yeah. and are you happy with that? Yeah, yeah, because it's near you, so you feel that's absolutely fine. fine. But then a, it's also near ten million other people. I'll accept that. That's a fair argument. But as a as a cricket fan from Gloucester who lives in Bristol, the, I know this is the, this is an isolated issue. But going to Welsh Fire as an England cricket fan who supports England football who doesn't speak Welsh. I felt so alienated from my own team. Yeah. And there's a lot of people wearing Gloucester cricket gear, much more so than Glamorgan or Somerset, yeah. noticeably. But, but for people from Somerset, that's a massive journey. It, it'd probably be quicker to get the train to Lords. Yeah. Than to Straight drive. into London, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it felt so pointless. We know Cardiff isn't working as a cricket capital. We've known that for years. Glamorgan barely set. They had, they've never set out barring England games. 
So why they got given it? Just because they're a test, they had one test in 2015 and 2009 and in 2011, doesn't mean they should have a franchise. It just screamed, we'll go where the people are, but not a cricket audience. And I think that almost summarises the hundred in a way. They're going where there's a big cricket audience in theory, but not coming up where the real cricket fans are. And I, I, I really hated the Welsh fire. Really hated it because I want to be supporting my franchise. And I wanted this to go well because I we both talked on the first thing we actually said on Sticky Wickets episode one, five minutes in. We want cricket to be for everyone. We want it to be going through the world. But I just felt really alienated from my own franchises. And I get they're trying to work on the Welsh uh, identity and all that. And they, Wales as a country is bigger than Bristol as a city. But are people coming from Swansea for this? Newport? Yeah. No. Wrexham? Re- Wrexham's a track. It's probably closer to go to Lancashire. Yeah. It's re- It just felt nonsensical. And I know you've said in the past they're going to have another franchise. It would be the Gloucester-Somerset team. But they might even look at moving it. I think particularly if Welsh Fire continue to struggle, not only as like as a cricket team, but to get fans in. Yeah. They might look at moving it around and, yeah. and move it to Bristol because I think Bristol would be a good place to have it. Yeah, just um, big town as well, big or big city. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's a cricket playing city. There's so much culture in Bristol. Mm. If you think of the Windrush generations there, the Calypso, the ska, the reggae that's gone in, into the Bristol music scene, it's a perfect place to have cricket. So what? But but yeah, I think it's just a bigger problem with cricket in general that people who live in other counties like me with Staffordshire. We have to travel an hour or so to yeah. get to the nearest cricket ground. But in fairness, you can't have an EFL system where you could go to Shrewsbury, say, or Bristol City or Bristol Rovers, or, for example, your probably closest team is, for example, Leighton Orient. It could yeah. be, rather than Chelsea. Mm, or Brentford. Tom, Brent- Tom goes, my brother goes to Brentford. Yeah. Season to get hold There's of so there. many different options, but for cricket, there's only the two top divisions we really care about. Or is it three divisions now? I have not a clue. We'll find out soon. Yeah, that's going to be on the Loose Ends podcast. I think that would be quite an interesting one. I would quite like to see that. Well, they're in particular talking about it in the One Day Cup, uh, allowing minor counties in and having it as like a FA Cup round robin thing. Okay. So you'd have it. So um, I know the first round might just be all the minor counties, and then round two you'd have maybe the Div 2 teams could come in or they bring the all the first class ones in. Get yeah. The unicorns back. Um, but I think that would be a really good way of seeing it. And and then maybe they might look at expanding, well, particularly the county championship, mm-hmm. maybe the blast, but possibly not. Um, and sort of having it so that some of the minor county teams might actually might come in. I don't know because obviously Durham joined in the eighties. I want to say uh, the first still blast a minor stuff. county, aren't they? <laughs> well, bar the three England players they've produced, who aren't quite good: Palmerston, Collingwood, Stokes, who could argue, Mark Woods, Mark Wood. Um, no, I meant like domestic. Matty Potts as well Matty recently. Potts, yeah. They're still doing it. Yeah, they've been all right. I don't uh, Alex Lees. Alex Lees, yeah. I mean, he let he was wasn't there originally, but he, he moved up Ke- there. Keaton Jennings is Durham one too. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're a bit old. Yeah, yeah. Very I, well, I, yeah. But I do know what you mean. That it's hard to say. There's too many county teams. There's too many. Yeah, quite honest. There's too many. There's also not enough, and it's it's a horrible mess. It's a horrible, horrible mess. Could the ECB have done anything else? Luke's going to say yes, but you're going to say no. So there's no point of arguing. This well, be, I'd, so what? What would the? What would you have done if you were the ECB? Would you have just just? Well, if if they put all the advertising in to the the blast that they have to with the hundred, then of course it will attract a lot more viewers. It's all about the women, though. They could put a women's league in the in the. They blast. would, but it, the reason that it's worked so well is that. It's been. It's literally the same teams, the same names. They live yeah, in the same you hotels. Could put Lancashire Lightning Women's. Well, they, we have Lancashire Thunder, 
they don't get many um, people watching it. But I mean, you, you can easily just put the women in the same bracket as 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 men in the men's teams. Uh, th- yeah, it doesn't seem that the hundred unique. It's not because there's twenty less balls that we're watching women's cricket. No, but I, it's the it's the link there which I don't yeah. think it would have had before. Like, but could that not have been sorted? I think it would have been even more convoluted and confusing and and the reason why the 100 I think part of it obviously the, it's just had so much money thrown at it but part of the reason it still has worked I was, and I would say it has worked because all the games have been sold out the women have broken record after record after record I disagree you say that. all games sold out yeah. but when I'm watching it on TV there's loads not, of empty seats lo- yeah but that's that's a different point we'll move on to that we'll move on to that but carry on please um, and, and I think the reason it has worked is that this this connection between it and the sort of I guess dynamicness almost of it as to how you have it's sort of literally done each game's done within what two and a half hours two hours you have both the men's and the women's and you can turn up at two o'clock you get to watch or three o'clock you get to watch the women's game for a couple hours or six o'clock six it o'clock and then you can turn up for the men's yeah, yeah. But, but why create a whole new league when you have those like traditional fan bases and there's, there's fan bases that you can grow upon and then create these teams with awful names which nobody yeah. actually cares about that, I, I, I see both points and I'm going to combine especially with what we talked about your big problem with the blast was it's viewability mm-hmm. it's uh, maybe length of time yeah, convoluted convoluted and, yeah. and what it's done to the women's game is not the 100 the 100 has really increased the women's yeah. game and I don't know the blast at the time was offering that surely there's a middle ground where it's a franchise system with the relegation mm and that increased of women's coverage and I'd like to see in the 100 next year women's games headlining I'd really like to see yeah. that more um, that's another different issue but I think that could have been done I think, I think they trialled that with um, a couple of Lancashire games and people just went yeah people, didn't, people, people, didn't people just left but yeah. surely are people turning up to women's games now because there's England players there perhaps maybe I don't know I think that's a, I, I genuinely I, I mean, you guys might disagree, but I genuinely don't think if they'd done it in sort of any other way, so like if they kept the blast and they'd not created a new franchise thing, I genuinely don't think there would have been any chance that women's cricket would have got anywhere near as big. Um, it might have gained a couple viewers, but trying to link them, but there are already links, and there's not just in, there's not enough professional women's cricketers right now to have more than the rate teams. Yeah, that's a fair point. That is a very good point. And keep it a good quality as well. I'd argue the ECB could have done more to promote the international games instead of having one test match during a working week during the summer term. That's, that, yeah. that was just stupid. That's fact, another, another it's point. It's been three years since the women... Oh, five years, was it? Oh, and there's no five-day women's test matches. Yeah, too. That, they're changing that as well, though. Yeah. The Ashes, they've... Mm. That, that's the, and it will take but time to grow, and it, it is growing. Yeah, I get they it. Are, they had an ODI there last... Um, yeah, but that, that was the first since the final. Yeah, I know. That's so bad. Because that, well, that, the problem is that's Lords rather than the ECB, I reckon. But why are the overlift Lords are being tricky? Yeah, and I think they they will, and they haven't. But the part of the problem is they, it's it's a confused one. So I, me, I mean, I made a TikTok about yeah. uh, about how they needed to start going to bigger cities to actually have a chance of yeah, filling things out. Because exactly. if you're going to Chelmsford, great, it's it's a small stadium, so you might have a bigger chance of filling it up. But it's in the middle of nowhere. No one's going to Chelmsford to watch a game unless yeah. you're just round the corner. I do know what you mean. It is harder to get to, and I think women, the Alex Scott documentary on women's football just before the year has touched on this. If you're playing at Barnet, for example, and you're Chelsea women or Chelsea ladies, whatever it may be, Chelsea WFC, don't, I'm sorry if I got the name wrong. Do you want to be playing at Stamford Bridge with 5,000 people in a 60,000, whatever it is, stadium? 40,000, yeah. Yeah. 
Or do you want to be playing with 3,000 in a 5,000 stadium? Because you're not going to fill either up, but you're also not filling up Barnet because yeah. it's hard for people to get to. It's not the, quite the same. If you're taking a kid to Stamford Bridge, there's that wow ability. More people are going to be up for it. No, yeah. I, I completely agree yeah. with that. And I, would I, th- I do think the ECB... Love to see it. I think that's maybe why women's cricket is you know, doing well for yeah. itself because it's, you know, we're being played in stadiums it deserves, like mm. Trent Bridge, like Sophia Gardens, yeah. like Lords, like the Oval. It's being treated properly. Yeah, I think that's something. It, that's, it was in a, like a vicious cycle almost, where they weren't filling up small stadiums, mm. which meant they couldn't justify going yeah. to bigger stadiums. Yeah. So, it was, but then by actually going to a bigger stadium, they would more likely fill it up, and it would then start a virtuous cycle, and it would sort of start going well. You go to bigger stadiums, they'd fill up bigger stadiums, more people would see it, and so they go to even bigger ones. They'd have every every match would now be at the Oval or Lords or Trent Bridge rather than at Somerset and at Chelmsford and at Canterbury and all these yeah. places where there's no one there I get why they might want to do Canterbury and because that's where occasionally yeah yeah because yeah. I love it when Gloucester host England games yeah. for me that's really special that I get to I don't have to go on a train to England I like how the, the way the tour system works of international cricket they go around the country and everywhere feels represented but it did feel very much like in a sort of southern corner mm. it very much felt like we're going to play in Canterbury and Kent you're not going to be able to see us it's just like well now you're moving out and people are going to be able to see you and that's what I'd argue maybe could have helped the women's game progress. I think the 100 is the reason that they've actually been able to do that because they've now seen that mm. that they're selling out Lords and Oval and Trent Bridge and all these stadiums for the women's games. Mm. They had, I think it was eighteen or 19,000 people turn up at, for the final last year. Mm. Domestic record. Yeah. Massive. And they've broken it again this year. Yeah. And it is amazing to see. And it, it is things like the 100 that allow the viewability and the ease of it, the ease of access to... Yeah. The, the sport mm. and then for younger girls as well to watch it and I mean I, if they played some, some women's games at the Oval test match if they played a women's test match at the Oval I'd be there in a heartbeat oh, I'd, I'd and I think everyone it. would love to go but and the problem is it, it took something like the 100 to start well to change the cycle of, mm. of oh they're not filling out these small stadiums in the middle of nowhere we've got to keep putting them in smaller and smaller stadiums to now oh my god they can actually um, they can actually fill up these massive stadiums. Yeah. We've got to get them there. We've got to get them the viewability, and we've got to take them to Lords and, and the Oval and everything like that. And it is fantastic that it has changed. I, mean, I, I get your point, but women's sport in general has just blown up. Yes, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. It's not just the hundred that has contributed to it. I think it's obviously probably stemmed from the football. Yeah, I, I, can see that. I don't know. I, mean, I think women's cricket grew cricket faster was... than and bigger than the but, the women's. But certainly, I I felt a a sort of a ripple effect from the women's Euros yeah. that there did seem to be more people going to women's sport and I've been to women's rugby I mean, games could you not argue it was the 100 last year that started the women's oh, Euros so <laughs> fair play fair but, play I mean you can't ever tell because Sarah Glenn is the reason we won the Euros quite possibly yeah fair play I mean they had um, who was it Stanway maybe to, oh no Beth Mead it was came to one of the um, the 100 games yeah her and Sophie Eccleston I think are either good friends or they're mm. from the same place or yeah. whatever yeah. And so they, they got it all on camera. And Harry Kane turned up yeah, the Lord. it's very similar, isn't it? It's, it's treating equal like yeah. equal. And that's what needs to happen more. It, this is actually a really good debate. But financially, mm-hmm. £72 million, a Virgil van Dijk has been spent on this tournament. Have we seen that return? I think we... we well, part of the problem is, is it's, it is an investment. And you can't necessarily tell what the return will be for 10 years. When you, if in ten years' time, women's cricket is selling out eighty thousand seater stadiums in India, and the IPL started mm-hmm. because they've seen the hundred and how good in it's India, been. Hmm? That's not England. 
Gonna, but in the but in the women's cricket, this is in general. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, and if if England, uh, if the hundred is still in ten years' time selling out and and um, and it's continuing to grow and it's helping young kids come back into the game, mm. then it will be a success. And you, there's something like, oh, how successful is it? It's kind of an immeasurable thing. I think you could just take snapshots of the stadium, and whilst you've said sellouts, I think both myself and Nick Green would argue there must be a very big queue at the toilets because there's yeah, lots I, of empty seats I think like big patches big swathes of empty seats Luke. I think one thing about it I think because tickets are so cheap people are buying them for like a fiver and then just be like oh I, I don't need to go because that's, I haven't spent that much money on it it happened um, in the women's football match uh, at Arsenal a couple of weeks ago like 5,000 people just didn't turn up and they bought a wow. ticket so I think that could be a contributor Maybe. Yeah, that's interesting. But also, then it becomes affordability, an and yeah, yeah it's and a tough one. fair play for the hundred to keep its prices yeah. the same, and that has unfortunately led to the blast and mad test cricket prices, yeah, pricing people yeah. out of it. Yeah, the hundred has become the priority, and there's an argument you don't want to preach to the choir, but also you've got to keep the choir in tune. I think a lot of people, a lot of cricket fans, can see that mm. it's doing good things and getting new people involved and kids involved. But I think they would have liked it done in another way. And I know, Toby, you're about to say, but what about the women's game? Yes, that's a very valuable argument. And But it doesn't always have to be one or the other. Yeah. I think more games on TV is the main reason we yeah. have 100. We can all agree there? Yeah. 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 Why couldn't we have had the Blast or more England games? I would kill if this country could get a, get a full test series. Mm. proper test series starting at 11 o'clock in the summer school time on mainstream TV and then obviously you can break it down because I'm aware we live in a snackable content age and when England played India due to bad pitches it didn't really get the momentum and we were in a doldrums as a country due to lockdown but if we were really enjoying it 2005 is the prime example the summer was built for that tournament there was ODIs building up to it there was a whole like sort of crescendo at the Oval and next year, it's building up to the hundred. But so the part of the reason is eighty percent of the ECB's income comes from Sky and mm, from yeah. content too. online and wow, and all of this stuff. Because it's the it's the marketability. Cricket is particularly like a test match. You can get adverts on pretty much every couple overs, mm. and so that's prime time adverts as well. Mm. And so they will pay millions to have it, mm. billions even. I don't know how much they're paying for it. I think it's about. Hundred million or something, mm. maybe I don't know for a for a year, couple of years, and it is absolutely huge amounts of money um, because they know how much it's worth, and that is how in, how cricket will make its money because you might not even if you sell out every if so before the hundred say they sold every county championship every yeah. um, every day the every championship. yeah We're on the cup, they're the still not going to make anywhere near as much money as from TV. Yeah. Because you, you will watch if if that was the case, TV would still be worth even more because yeah. people would then be more into it, and that's why it's just the um, it's the online generation, I guess, and yeah. the the ease of just being sat at home. TV's on in the background. You can watch some cricket mm. if you have Sky. Yeah, and I think Sky, whilst it has funded, has kept a gate round the cricket. If yeah. I'm really honest, no, it it's, has, yeah. it's uh, there's images, especially in Panama of where America owned the area, Americans owned the area, and there's these luscious green lawns, there's this beautiful house, it's mm. beautiful. And then outside there's crushing poverty. I'm not saying there's crushing poverty, but you know what I mean? Yeah. We're keeping ourselves nice and cosy. 
but we're stopping the wealth being spread of cricket, the love of cricket, because it's behind closed doors, it's behind a paywall, and it's really hard to, for someone to get into it. Now, yeah, the women's Euros succeeded because it was on the BBC, yeah. because it was free to watch. Is Does anyone really care about the Nations League? No, no, because it was on Sky. It's now on Channel Four. It's not well. So it's a meaningless tournament. But that's a bad example. It's the FA Cup of I don't uh, League it's League Cup League Cup League Cup, yeah. league cup. Of international or the Community Shield. Yeah, that's yeah. better. But I think putting more women's cricket on telly, putting more men's domestic cricket on telly, putting a Test match on telly would be so good for the game. Personally, that's what I'd like to say. I, I agree. I, I think that is exactly right. But mm. then. The risk and the amount of money that the ECB would lose would put yeah. not only them under, but every other county yeah. under, because they have to um, subsidise counties so much. Yeah, yeah but the uh, members of the, them counties, the pay the paying members, absolutely hate what's what the ECB are doing. Mm -hmm. Like ninety percent of them wanted yeah. the county championship to remain as it is. But then, if they had, then there would no longer be a county championship because there would yeah. no longer be. Any money within this? The county championship is a. F it could not pay. Uh, each game could not pay one player's match. No, even even the blast before. Um, I think at Surrey and at maybe five or six other venues, it's profitable. But for so many um, counties, they're still losing money on blast games and everything. And it's it's the most profitable thing they have. But compared to what the ECB will subsidise them, what the hundred will make. Mm. And the, the Sky contract will make. Yeah. One thing I will say it's is... Pe it's pe pennies. Pennies to pounds. There's ways of supporting local counties. Now, if you want to watch The 100, please be my guest. As long as you're watching cricket, that's amazing. But if you can financially support a, a lower league side, Leicestershire, Derbyshire, go and watch them. Would just keep... You know, no, I could keep the lights on. If you buy a shirt, I think I'm going to try now each year to get a different domestic shirt. Just because I like growing my collection. And also... The amount of shirts that are available for a cricket fan is ridiculous. You have England T20, England 50 over, England Test shirt. Then you go to the counties. You've also got three more shirts, and now there's a hundred shirts. That's seven different shirts. Well, they're so nice too. Some of them. Some of them. Some yeah, of them one so of nice. them is unreal. One, one, <laughs> one of them, Lancashire one. Lightning, is oh, beautiful. Could we? I know shirt sales are big. Could be big. This is a very off point. Surely we could just condense it down to two shirts. Maybe, but I don't. I don't think shirt sales are really? that big. I okay. think, no, I, I, think, think I think you're underestimating shirt sales. Like, I mean, like, like everyone. Well, loads of people that go watch the cricket, they'll get a shirt because I mean they want to support the team. They want to support, like they want to show that they actually like cricket. Like when I went to Why Not Festival this summer. Mm. When I was when I was wearing my Lancashire top, I had people shouting "Lanky" at me and stuff like that. But like, if I wore a Manchester original top, mm. one, it's worse. It's yes. it's disgusting. That is because the Lancashire Lightning kit is wonderful. There will be new kits next year as well. The, apparently, the new kits. See, that annoys me. That really annoys me. Every two years, that's no, better than any other sport in the world. NFL has every four, five, okay, six. Years. Other than the NFL, but better than football. But better and, than rugby. Yeah, yeah, better I totally than, agree. Yeah. But I think with the 100, if you're trying to get people involved, I think you should just have the same kit to get to know for four or five years, personally. But to quote so Luke, you underestimate shirt sales. Yeah. And if people have bought... The thing is, shirt sales are one-offs, and they'll cost the same amount as going to a match. So if you get people going to eight games, that's already eight times the amount you're making on people turning up, mm. and on the food they're going to spend there, it'll probably be 10, 20 times they'll earn from yeah. people turning up to matches 
then they will make on shirt sales because mm. shirts cost like 40 quid well for yeah. counties now that it's 40 quid yeah. and that's yeah. like two 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 and a half matches that yeah. are it, worth it, of stuff it's it to be honest as a shirt sales it's getting a bit expensive like it is yeah I, it always will yeah, be yeah. and then football's Football's similar as well. Yeah. Well, Premier League. Premier League's 100 quid for a for forest kit, like, yeah. But with a badge, so it's sort of, okay, I'm fine with that. Because yeah, I just love that Premier League badge. With a badge. Match. Yeah. It, it, you don't get a choice, but we're only going to be out once in my lifetime. Um, moving on from over to Trent Pod. It, do you think kids are getting involved? I think... Yeah, definitely. I think it's pretty much majority but, kids who are watching. Yeah. I thought. But are new kids watching? Is what I, because it feels like every time they go to a kid in the stadium, it's like, do you play cricket? Yes. Yeah, but that's because they kind of have to find someone who knows about yeah, the cricket rather than someone, oh, this is my first... They, they, actually, they do go to a lot of people, oh, this is my first game, I'm absolutely loving it, who's your favourite player? And they'll just name whoever's done well in that game. Who's in front of them. Yeah, yeah. no, exactly, yeah. <laughs> my dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, think, I think in general it's just really hard for most kids to get into cricket because if you think about how much it costs yeah. to start playing cricket... It's at least a couple of hundred quid. I'd rather two, three million went from the hundred budget from advertising and I think social media those pieces into, into getting. Well. Uh, if, even if it was just London, Manchester, and Leeds, if we just focused a million pounds in each district. But it has been. I mean, Dynamo's cricket has Dynamo's, spawned because of it, as is yeah. Ace Cricket, All Star, all these things, All Star, yeah. I'd rather more money go into grassroots mm. cricket personally. But I think the part of it is that because they're getting, they're actually going to start, when they make money, well, they are making money from this, it will then go into people being able to play cricket and they'll yeah. start funding things and, and all of these programmes we mentioned yeah, there. Yeah, sort of Freddie Flintoff, uh, his documentary, Sean Alliance, it? like yeah. nobody could afford, well, in, in de- deprived areas, nobody could afford cricket. And also, it's, it just, it's a joke to some kids. They're like, why would I play cricket? It's yeah, six it's, hours in a field yeah. wearing doing nothing. You're wearing this awful old man's jumper. Yeah. yeah, and we're all very privileged upbringings. We've all had uh, really lucky to fall in love with the game. But would we have found cricket without... Our families, yeah. our friends. Parents. I don't. For me, no, it was my dad. No. Yeah, my mum. Your mum is it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for adding a bit of balance. Because <laughs> we were like, oh, that. Yeah. But my mum's. Do you though? My mum is now into cricket. Yeah. Because not well, partly my dad, but mainly me and Tom. Mm. We we went started going to Surrey 2015 or something, yeah. and that was my mum bought the ticket because she thought we'd love it, and then she's grown into it and absolutely yeah. loves it because of it, um, and because she's got well, two sons who are mental about cricket. Yeah. Um, She's then had to almost love it because of us, and she is now a massive cricket badger as well. And she'll be, she was texting me throughout the hundred saying, Oh my god, did you see that Alex Hartley catch, whatever it might be? Um, and it, and it is one of those that it, it there has to be a way into it, and yeah. it is, it's a tough one that it's but, and it is so expensive yeah, to play. I think, and also, it doesn't always have to be about playing. Mm, yeah, you actually look at the county, look at the county championship. I bet one person in there plays on the regular Saturday league. If we talk about the actual audience, that's because they're all ninety-seven. <laughs> yes, yes, but being wheeled out. But I, don't, I think I think too much is viewed on wanting to play. Yeah, because even if you just have a beach cricket set, yeah. you're playing cricket and you're having fun. And yes, you're not registered, mm. but you're playing cricket and you'll watch cricket and you're a fan of cricket. That's all we care about. We, we're so obsessed with numbers that sometimes we just forget what we're actually trying to do, which is just love cricket. And if I'm quite honest, the reason I got into NFL was because it was on Channel 4 one night, and I was like, that looks really cool. It's a sellout crowd. I want to go there. And it just had that amazing atmosphere of a very American, very grand, which I don't think you get with 100. I think you get, hi, kids. It's yeah. like the Minions being sponsored. I think it will grow into it as well, because yeah. I think they are so focused right now on getting an audience and getting 
so many people in mm. that well they want to get the right almost like the right people in inverted commas like mm. the young kids people who will then the grow up and watch cricket yeah. for well, the next 80 years this is URN Sport we're going to go now to some interviews we did with people who maybe not like who may not like cricket. We got Will, who is making his debut on Sticky Wicket. He is the brother of Louis Griffin, former After Darker. Had a great debut. Unfortunately, he was meant to be on here, but had a lecture. It's very silly fresher. Mm. Yeah, we'll go to that now. This, this is URN. Hello and welcome back to Sticky Wickets. Now we're joined by a multitude of guests, a whole sort of boundary full. Toby, how many people have we got in the room? Eight. Eight people. Eight people. That is the most guests we've ever had on a podcast. Lots of people who might have been to the 100, so we're going to go around. Everyone's going to introduce themselves and their relationship with the 100. Have they been or have they watched it on telly? We'll start with the person on my right. I think it's Holly. Holly, how are you? Yeah, you're all correct. Yeah, hi, I'm, Ho- I'm Holly. I've never actually been to a live match, but I have watched it on TV a fair bit. Watched it on telly. Erin, have you, have you been to the 100? Yeah. I have been to the 100. I saw one game at the 100. Um... Southern Brave and uh, Welsh Fire, yep. I the remember. Hula Hoop team, I seem to remember. The what? The Hula Hoop team. The Hula Hoops versus the Pom Bears. Yeah. <laughs> Ava, have you seen The 100? Uh, no, sadly not. Wonderful. Literally nothing <laughs> of it, literally nothing. Interesting view on the podcast. Uh, Emily, have you seen A 100 Game? I've not seen A 100 Game live, but it's always on when I go to my grandparents' house, so... Mm. Watch many. <laughs> so a TV perspective. Will, have you ever been to 100 Game? Uh, I have been to 100 Game last year. Um, yeah. And then I caught a couple on TV this year, but I didn't go in person. Which ground did you go to? Edgebaston. Edgebaston. Now you're in the Hollies. So, yeah. a bu- oh, in the Hollies? Yeah. Wow. Good place to be. Um, Luke, now you look quite sullen at the moment. Uh, do you Have you been to the 100? <laughs> no. I haven't. <laughs> I watched a couple on TV. Yeah. Yeah, not we, a fan. We're converting him already. We're not we're converting, converting him. him. We're not going to convert him. He's he's true. Uh, Toby, have you been to the 100? I haven't actually been this year. Not this uh, year? No, I watched every game pretty much on TV. Yeah, but that was part of your job, wasn't it? Yeah, contractually um, obligated. Mm. Yeah, um, but no, it was a good year, I thought. Yeah. How many games of the 100 have you been to? Um, would have been eight last year. Wow. I think. So you've probably got more individual games than most I'm going to say most test players I think more, Jimmy Anderson hasn't been to as many 100 games as well, you have well he might have commented on some I'm not, not sure. all of them though no, de- mm. no definitely not So Brody commentated a lot yeah Brody was often and quite then busy. all the test players haven't really played Man. as many fair play yeah. and have you noticed the Trent Rockets did well without you this year they did better without me yeah, yeah. I think that's the, that's the correlation that's there, what I'm it? saying <laughs> that's what I'm saying about sticky wickets so hands up who's been just so I know Erin I can see you've been. Aaron, I might have been with you for that game. Yeah. What were your thoughts on that Sophia Gardens 100 experience? Um, it was fun. I was really, really tired that day. Mm. And it was like in the evening, so I was falling asleep a little bit. But I don't think that was related to the cricket. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, it was Welsh fire, so yeah. it probably was. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, no, but it was good. I It was... I don't know, it was cricket. It, it, I'm not the best versed in cricket, so to me it felt very similar to the other games I've seen. How, yeah, how did it compare to that test match, the, the end of the small summer, <laughs> <laughs> one that Dom didn't go to? Uh, I've been to three cricket games okay. this year, and that was my favourite one. That was your favourite yeah. one? The best, though. The best, the best, the best, the best yeah. that's what we need to say. Um, as a pundit, as a viewer, did the games and the sort of experience speak to you, or did you feel it was maybe for you, maybe a bit too old, maybe a bit too young with all the minion stuff, or was that right up your alley? It was fun. I, I did enjoy it, and it seemed like, it felt like more of an afternoon occasion, to be honest. 
I felt like it was just a bit weird in the evening, but Fair. that's also me and not going to a lot of cricket. Did you guys see the men's and the women's when you went? No. We missed the start because um, my mum was at work. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Anne, big listener, always likes the stories. Much love, Mum. Uh, Will, um, y- your debut on the podcast, as we've mentioned earlier on in the podcast, the wonders of editing. Will, what was your experience in the Hollies? Was it like T20 Finals Day? No. No? no. Okay. That wasn't necessarily a bad thing. I went mm. probably last year in sort of June, June-ish mm. time, um, when it was first on. Um, and I think it was uh, Birmingham Phoenix and Southern Brave when I went for the mm. first time. Um, but I thought it was a good atmosphere. Mm. Um, I saw the women's game and the men's game, and I thought both were good. And I thought one thing that was interesting was how much, how bigger the turnout was for mm. the women's game beforehand than there had been at sort of like um, some of the Kia. I've forgotten the Kia Super League. Is that the yeah the Charlotte Evans Trophy, yeah. uh, the Hayhoe Flint um, Trophy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Um, so there was a lot more people there, which is good. Wonderful. Um, but it was a good atmosphere. It was it was sort of like a it wasn't like a blast game. Mm. But I think with the, what the purpose of the hundred is, that's probably for the best. Yeah. I th- yeah. And there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of kids and families. It was a real mm. sort of diverse mix of people. So I think it served that purpose. Mm. I and the cricket was good as well. So yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's not like I'd rather go to a test match, but mm. I think for the purpose it was trying to serve, that was quite a good example of yeah. As a freshly converted university student, now you're in your freshers' week, you're having the best time of your life, I'm sure. Do you think the 100 suits freshers and students as a whole, financially and maybe atmosphere-wise? I think financially you could argue it does because there mm. is some well-priced tickets. But I don't know if it... It just depends what you're trying to get out of it. Mm. Because I think if the 100's there to sort of get young kids into cricket, then it's definitely mm. serving the purpose. Mm. Um, but if you go into Edgebaston or Trentbridge, if you're here for a night, a night out and sort of... <laughs> trying to get on it then <laughs> it's not going to be then you're going to want to go to a yeah to to a T20 yeah. to a T20 blast game definitely much love for the blast um, let's go to the TV viewers uh, it's been on Sky Sports and the BBC Emily you said you've watched it at your grandparents house now, I'm not going to ask what channel it was on did you think it was good for new viewers now you play a little bit of cricket for the women's team don't you I do indeed yes. how would you say your cricket knowledge is overall um, pretty poor. I know just about how to bowl the ball. Yep, perfect. So, I know how much yeah. I score if I hit it. Amazing. But I don't do that often, so it's fine. No, but that, I'm, I play cricket my whole life and I still can't hit a ball, so <laughs> don't worry about that. Um, do you think it was inclusive or do you think it was a bit too technical? What was your views when you've seen it? No, I think like the graphics and the way mm. in which it's presented on television particularly is great for people who mm. don't watch cricket normally. Mm. I mean, like I know they have like the number of balls counting up and down, the number of runs. Like I think it's very easy to pick up if you don't understand like the rules of cricket. Mm. I mean, I've watched a few test matches and things and T20 games, so I had a bit of an idea. But I think even if you were just kind of flicking channels mm. and came across it, you'd very quickly be able to know like what the score was and perhaps who was... Obviously, you don't have like team in the lead but who was performing well mm. um, whereas I think sometimes if you flick onto the channel with a test match game I sometimes look at it and go I have no idea <laughs> what innings they're in mm. how many days they've been playing this game mm. what's going on um, so yeah and I think as well like visually it's very appealing to it's very colourful like snackable very, content yeah. yeah Holly when you've watched cricket now I know you're maybe not the biggest cricket badger but maybe I don't know someone in this room might have forced you to some cricket <laughs> games maybe some county championship games uh, I wonder who that could be. Um, how have you enjoyed when you've watched The 100 on telly or with Toby? 
Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with Emily. Like, all the graphics and stuff like that that they show on TV, it helps, like, for people who've never mm. watched cricket before to, like, pick it up quite quickly. Mm. And I don't know, I'm, I like it. It's yeah. way more interesting than, like, test, test matches and stuff like that. Oh. It's just not as long. <laughs> Um, That's going to be unpopular to be on the podcast, I'm afraid. But, you know, you do you. Right. Yeah. Right. But, um, um, yeah, yeah, I see your point. It's very yeah. interesting. How would you say, did you hear about the 100 before you met Toby? Yeah. Out of interest. Really? Yeah. Okay, so I it wasn't... Have, I've, before meeting Toby, I have watched cricket before. Did not know that. I just thought Toby <laughs> had indoctrinated <laughs> you. No, no, no. Because no, that's no. what he did to me, because I've never seen this game before. Toby's just made me a cricket fan. I just, I just knew of the fact that they wanted to do a new format, and then every so often when I actually go on Twitter, mm. it's, it's really funny watching the the old people fight over if it's good or not. <laughs> I represent and, um, the old people in this. <laughs> yeah, you do, you do. Mm. But uh, what I also really liked about the 100, and mm. big up my dad, Paul, uh, we both really liked the commentators on there. Because yeah. they were, whenever it was like the breaks or like mm. lunch break, I, don't, I can't remember what it's called in cricket, but like. Innings break. Yeah, thank you. Tom. You really lent into that mic there, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, that was quite weird. But, um, <laughs> No, they, it was nice that they got like old cricket players to like yeah. commentate and fully. I don't know. It felt like they were more into it and like they really wanted to yeah. widen their audiences and stuff like that. Amazing, uh, Luke. Now you're a staunch Blast fan, Lancashire Lightning. Um, obviously, didn't have the greatest end of the year, but you always support the Lightning. And um, what's the giraffe called? Is it Jerry or Lanky? Lanky, Lanky the giraffe is your best friend. Yeah. It, how do you feel as a cricket connoisseur, someone who loves the one-day game and all that? How do you feel when you watch the hundred live or on telly? I mean, I like how it's free to air. Yeah, that's sometimes. Yeah, I think four times a year sometimes. Yeah, yeah. wonderful. Um, the hundred, yeah. Um, I think the free to air thing it's got less this year because I haven't seen it as as much on the BBC this mm. year. That, as it was last year, I don't know if that's right. Or yeah, I think it's because the um, the women's the women's were playing in the Commonwealth, Commonwealth games. games. Yeah. That's it. So they they didn't play as many games as the mm. men this year as well. So I think the BBC just didn't show as many mm. um, until the women were playing as well. Mm. Yeah, and I like what it's done to the women's game. However, I think the overall quality of the cricket is not as good. It's not mm. as entertaining as the blast because you don't have as many close games in the mm. hundred. Especially when you're playing Welsh Fire. <laughs> the whole point of it was to get uh, eight teams uh, that are basically the same standard, but it really hasn't worked out that way, especially mm. the last two years. So yeah. I think, yeah, I think the Blast delivers more mm. than what the 100 does at the moment. Yeah. When you watch the TV, when you watch the 100, whether that's being forced to or whether um, you just happen to watch it, do you feel that it's speaking to you or do you think it's maybe a bit too I think it's a bit patronising to you? no uh, oh. to, well it sounds patronising to new people as well it's Okay. Like, oh this is how you bowl the ball mm. this, when the ball hits the wicket it's out mm. things like that and you're just like it's not even doing mm. anything for people who used to like, like normal it's not doing anything for cricket fans who have been cricket fans for mm. a long time if yeah. only doing it for the new children and people who don't yeah. follow cricket like football fans yeah well actually as an NFL fan we have this every year because the NFL will come over do three games new uh, at London Tottenham or Wembley and then they just have to explain everything about the game you have four chances to get 10 yards and there's people who've been fans since the 80s of and American football's been on telly since the 80s and they're still getting talked to like that it does I know that mm. feeling of 
they're not talking to the people who are already involved. Yeah. But can you see why they're doing it? Yeah, but I think it's, it's, it's just it's comes across as patronising and I think also the commentary is a bit forced like I do know what you mean they hype everything up so mm. much yeah and like I, I will agree with that one though I think I think Sky did it better than the BBC the mm. BBC went almost a step too far mm. and really tried to play it as if no one watching had ever seen cricket or mm. anything like it ever again mm. uh, ever before sorry um, whereas I think Sky was a little bit better they sort of just about managed to sort of bring the technical side into it in mm. a sort of quite a good level mm. so that obviously the sort of cricket sort of badgers um, were sort of still interested in it <laughs> um, but then also sort of beginners could learn about the game more mm. um, but I think they're still trying to find the level as well because it's, it is a new competition yeah I certainly yeah, agree I think, uh, well, one of the only reasons why it was on in my house is because it was the only cricket on yeah like, uh, that is if, a th- if there was any other cricket on we would have watched something else but mm. it was the only you cricket you could have on. watched some live streams of the Royal London One Day Cup I did. I did. Yes, to be fair, he's <laughs> one of the few people who did. Erin, um, now you went on a quite miserable Cardiff evening. I think yes. we can all. It was a miserably weather. It was raining. It wasn't raining. It was the sort I of think mist. It was the coldest day in the very hot summer. It felt like. Yeah, it was. It wasn't fun. The best part of it was seeing Darren Sammy, or no, sorry, Carlos Brathwaite, who was an absolute legend, mm. who my mum absolutely fancies. <laughs> um, sorry, mum. Um, she's getting a lot of shout-outs on today's podcast. Yeah, yeah. Could you want a shout out to your mum? Uh, yeah, shout out, mum. <laughs> Lovely. So, Sarah Reynolds always likes the post, to be fair. So, big up, shout out to Sarah. Sorry, this must be bizarre for Will, who's on his debut show. Erin, <laughs> um, would you go to a 100 game uh, by yourself or with friends? Or, yeah, would you go again? I'd go again, definitely. Mm. Um, I think it was fun. It felt like there was a lot going on. And mm. I remember there was some sort of. There were a lot of very excited people in like a booth somewhere trying to get everyone very excited and yeah. I think if it were earlier on in the day or any other day I would have been like with the energy but I just wasn't that day yeah and they ran out of cheese for my chips so I had plain chips and uh, all right. that was really <laughs> sad but no it was fun I'd definitely go again note can we message the ECB about that the yeah, cheese I'll go, I'll go, cool, thank you yeah. well when you went did you enjoy the sort of the DJs and the sort of I want to, I'm going to say it, forced fun nature of it, or could you get behind it? I find it a bit weird, because mm. the, the thing with a cricket ground is, is that it's not like a, well it's, it's circular isn't it, so you've got one, they've got the, yeah. the DJ at one end, mm. and then what, well, what's the point, because this is just like, it's like really far away, it feels really weird. Mm. So what you're saying um, is the DJ should be in the middle of the pit. Yeah, <laughs> I think sort of just above the wicket. Yeah, oh, yeah just sort yeah. of in like a... the DJ get ten runs. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> well, I think the DJ shouldn't be there at all. But okay. actually, it's just it felt, felt yeah, it thought it was weird. Mm. Um, then did. again, I, I, this is the thing I have with the hundred. I I do. It's not for me. Mm. But is then that the whole point? Because that's a very good I'm point. already is it, I'm already a, a convert. So debut show, and he's the most mature person on this podcast. Well done, Will. <laughs> um, Luke, when you've been, only oh, haven't been, sorry. Yeah. What DJ would you like at a one-day game? Go on, you can have any DJ in the world. Let's uh, be positive about the hundred. DJs. Any DJ, any act, anyone. Go on, be positive. You know you can. Oh yeah, a fat boy Slim. Uh, he's a DJ. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who else? Is it? David Getter. He's a DJ too. Yeah. I'm not sure what his. I think. I genuinely think uh, Fat Boy Slim is gettable for the hundred. 
Anyone else? Probably. Yeah, for the final. He's getting off a bottom end, isn't he? Have you seen them adverts? Oh, is he? Oh, man. They had Bastille at the final as well, just as in playing between the games, I think it was. Yeah, but if you close your eyes. Holly, if you could have any band play at 100 game, who'd it be? Maybe something a bit more chill than what mm. they have on generally. A bit more chill? You'd like yeah. quite a chill hundred? Instead yeah, of all the I, I don't know, like Rex Orange County or something like that. Like just not some not like a band that like screams or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Most chilled person. <laughs> Emily, you do a lot of music and daytime shows. I Would do. you like to be hosting a game? Where you've got to be on with lots of energy for three hours, maybe. Or oh, six, six, six hours, trying to get everyone involved. Do you think you could do that? No, probably I couldn't personally. But I do think, like, like we've all said, it's not aimed at you guys mm. who are really interested in cricket. It's probably not even aimed at us as kind of young adults. Mm. I think, like, it's kind of pitched right if you are aiming at getting mm. kids and, and adults involved. But I think mm. for the staff, it probably is quite a... Quite a, a long and tiresome <laughs> yeah. day, yeah, to keep that energy up. Right, we're going to end this segment with a simple question. Would you go to a 100 game? Yes or no? Holly, yes or yes. no? Yes. Yes. Ava, you've not really said much, but... Uh, yeah, Yes, on. wonderful. <laughs> Emily Oxbury, would you say? Yes. Yes. Will? Oh, yeah, I'll go. If, I'm, if someone <laughs> gives me a ticket, I'll go, yeah. yeah. If you'll give me a ticket, I'll go. Luke? No. Um, <laughs> to be fair, half of that is because... I don't live anywhere near a cricket ground, really. Toby, you already know you're a corporate shill, <laughs> and I'm going to say no. Thank you, everyone, for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. This is URN Sport. One thing I, mean, I think that the 100 have missed the boat on is mascots. Yeah. <laughs> what, London hey. Spirit being a big gin bowl? <laughs> like, if in the blast of the mascot race, yeah. Highlight, yeah. highlight of the year. Oh, oh 100%. Highlight Toby, of the year. Toby, you are a corporate shill. But you have to admit, watching Alfred the Gorilla versus Lanky the Giraffe race is one of the best things that has to happen. <laughs> yeah, I was so sad. He got caught in the netting and couldn't oh, get out. Foxy's always good. Yeah. I, I like whoever we... We obviously got like hide. We've gone to our local athletics track and gone, right, who's the quickest? Yeah. <laughs> Can you put a mascot on of a gorilla? Cheers, cool. Yeah, I just love them. I, I, think, yeah, it, I, I, I think it lacks the silliness. Yeah. It feels very much like... Have you ever been to like, a, like your mum's office party? And it feels like we're going to organise things for the kids here. Yeah. There's that big feeling. And I think for us, we're at an awkward age here. We're not quite grown ups with kids. We're not kids. We're students. We w- maybe probably like to go on the laugh, have a razzle or two. It's down at Trembridge watching the blast, ideally. If yeah. we're quite honest, we'd love to have a oi oi sort of night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that isn't available with, with anymore. Pint prices. I don't, yeah. I don't really oh, think so. Am I, am I right, Luke? Um, I mean, it's only £19 for the cheapest bottle of wine at Trent Bridge. <laughs> Did you buy wine at the cricket? <laughs> yeah, but I'd That's say. A lot of people probably. Yeah. <laughs> Whilst we've had this great debate, and I think everyone has voiced their opinions, and isn't it lovely, guys, that we're all hearing each other? It's great. And wish they could do that in Parliament more. Um, but yeah, I think we'd, we can all agree the 100 has said mixed successes. But it's also let down a certain number of people. Mm-hmm. Overall, has the hundred been a success? And we're going to do it in a percentage out of a hundred, Toby. Um, I'll go with seventy percent. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, seventy seventy-five percent success. I think there's definitely stuff that will change. I mean, it's only just started. That's the thing. I mean, every competition when it's new is going to have to sort of try and find its footing and work out where it is. And I think. 45% of that percentage is coming from the women's side of the game. Mm-hmm. Like, it has been amazing. And I think there is, if Luke gives under 50%, then then he's not thinking about the women's side of it. Um, well, it's also, it's also, you're also allowed to criticise something 
and also appreciate yeah, the women's exactly. side of thing. And that can also be affecting women's cricket. So don't don't try and pressure him. I I know what you're doing, Toby. But yeah, I think I think yeah, about seventy seventy five percent. I think it will change and it will grow and and they probably are just trying to find the right level of mm. explaining it and sort of kids compared to adults and stuff like that to try and work on that. I think over the next few years it will just find its niche almost yeah. and where it can fit in there. Uh, uh, let's go to you Luke, out of 100 please. Uh, probably 55-ish. I think yeah, women women's game has obviously benefited like massively from, from the 100. Mm. However, I think the men's game has been a massive letdown. I think we're seeing that in the viewing figures as well. I think it's gone down about twenty uh, two million, was it? Uh, two million down. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's obviously people losing interest in it as well. So I don't, and the fact that let's be honest, it's encouraging childhood obesity. <laughs> <laughs> That's so a snippet there. Quite portly fellows here. Um, yeah, I do. I do quite like how Chris is sponsoring it. Like, yeah. That's one of Slightly the positives. Ironic. Yeah, mm. I do quite like it. But I, what percentage are you giving it, Dom? I'll give it. I can see its benefits for the women's cricket. I can see that it's on domestic tally, but it's only four games a year. It's not enough. Yeah. I but I will go up and and as they realise sort of how useful it'll be. I'm sure it will change. I mean, it had eight in the eight or ten even in the first. Mm. Tournament. It was just because the women weren't there for mm-hmm. half of the tournament, well, two games of the tournament this year. I'm going to say 40% success, and most of that is the women's Forwards. game. 39.99999. Yeah, and yeah. I've, I really don't like what it's doing to the blast. I, I don't enjoy don't enjoy the product, and I haven't enjoyed when I've been live games, but I can see what it's trying to do. But that is for me. I'm not representing a seven year old from Durham. Yeah. I think, yeah, there's a lot to question about it. So that pretty much wraps up our 100 review. Uh, have you enjoyed it, Toby? As yeah, a it's been good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been it's been nice to talk about it. And I think we've obviously got all got different points of mm-hmm. points of view here. But it is it, it does just show that it is not divisive, but it's just different people have obviously different ideas about it. All yeah. and there's absolutely no way that any eighty year old man is going to love this. But then that's not what the ETB are doing it for. And yeah. so yeah, but no, uh, it's been good to hear different sides of opinion. Luke, um, staunch anti-capitalist a communist of cricket how have you found this game uh do you mean this talk yeah yeah yeah, yeah. my brain's broken yeah i i, I found it nice I, I think it's less hostile than i thought it might be yeah, um, yeah you, <laughs> judging you, by some of the messages that were sent a few months ago yeah Toby, <laughs> some, those four letter words aren't needed on a group chat um yeah some of them are fine <laughs> <they're plurals. laughs> but yeah it's it's been a real pleasure to talk about we've got some really fun podcasts coming up we're gonna have a loose ends podcast where we're going to talk about this, the end of the summer, the the mancad debate, it's awful. There's a lot. Awful. Um, also, what Charlie Dean viewing our story? Big up yeah. Charlie Dean. Come on. Uh, we're also going to talk about the Ben Stokes documentary. We're trying to sort oh, out bonus a episode for a that. Bonus special. Toby loves a Billy bonus. And then we're going to have a World Cup preview. So, if you're in Portland building or if you're listening right now. If you support a country that is going to qualify for the T20 World Cup, please get in touch at stickywicket underscore URN. Toby, plug something. Uh, we've also got a TikTok. TikTok is still going. Uh, stickywicket underscore URN as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I did a did a video last week about uh, the women's side of the game. Mm-hmm. Trying to do a thing called Women's Weekly, where I'm just going to try and talk Great. once a week about the women's side of things. 
Um, and yeah, I talked about the hundred and, and actually the Lords ODI and things like that, and how they need to try and get more mm. more matches at, uh, at bigger venues and try and get some bigger crowds in. Luke, plug something. Uh, EFL Football Podcast, uh, EFL at URN, uh, biggest podcast at URN at the moment. So if you want, if you'd like to listen to that, go to uh, how, Spotify, uh, how you EFL at URN. Biggest podcast. Uh, shut up, Dom. Um, so yeah, in general, listen to that. It's the biggest football podcast as well. Whoa! Um, so whoa, whoa. yeah, uh, trend is massive. That's great. If you're into how EFL, uh, shut up. Uh, <laughs> if, if, if you're into EFL, listen to that, please. Thank you. No, right, I'm going to plug all of my stuff now. Sticky wickets. We're already plugged. Um, over the Trent which is about uh, local football we've done a special on Mansfield Town's energy crisis Nottingham Forest struggles in the Premier League and Notts County looking like a good team to go up Toby and I will be hosting the Tuesday Sports Show this year big announcement and hope that will be a barrel of laughs anything else touchdown if you're an NFL fan or just becoming an NFL fan or want to get into the wonderful world of NFL what are those three letters Toby? NFL thank you Listen to touchdown underscore URN. Anything else anyone wants to plug? Anyone got any big breaks coming up? Anything? Uh, oh, uh, me and Harry are going to Burton Forest Green tomorrow. So that'll be on oh. URN away days and EFL uh, at URN as well. So Forest Green, awful away following, but yeah, cracking team. Uh, Toby, anything you want to plug? Uh, no, I think that's everything. Thank you guys for listening. Go well. Cheers. <laughs>